Guys, it's your host again, Anthony Mitchell, coming to you guys live with another edition of the End Zone Club with a very special guest. I'm going to allow him to introduce himself in a second, but before we dip our toe in this water too deep, I want you guys to like and share this podcast, share it with your friend, tag a friend, let's get this content out, because I am excited about today's guest, none other than the Reverend Dr. Bishop Raw. <laughs> Good afternoon, my brother. <laughs> hey, listen, I just, I just got to go ahead and start this thing off like this. You know, I coming from where I come from, you come from where you come from, rival schools, east and west in the house. But man, I I, I got so much respect for you, my brother. So much. Same here, brother. Same here, brother. With that said, for the casual listener that may not have ever met you, kind of introduce yourself to the crowd. Well, I am uh, Desmond Rawls, originally from Columbia, Mississippi, in the improved community out there in the country. <laughs> um, uh, just a beautiful place, um, beautiful upbringing, um, raised in the church. Um, did my little dirt like everybody uh-huh. else, but you know, just, uh, just kept my grandmother's teachings at heart. Um, so I'm married, uh, no kids. Mm. Um, now I live in Georgia, okay. uh, pastoring full time. Mm, man, I, I hear you say you got no kids. My wife and I have been blessed with the quiver full. So maybe <laughs> after this episode, I'll send you a pair of my lucky slash blessed socks. Amen. <laughs> send them on, brother. Send them I'm on. telling you, uh, man, listen, I, Okay, I'm not going down that road, but hey, what I do want to say is, you know, I kind of threw this out at you. You know, I introduced you as a pastor. However, I know you did not start as a pastor and you actually, you threw me an olive branch when you talked about doing some dirt. Now, where we grew up at, there was not a lot of young men that were walking with a calling. Kind of, if you don't mind, let's take a step back. And what led you from probably some of the pitfalls that were in our area to a point where you're now feeling like God is calling you in the ministry? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, uh, coming from where, you know, I'm from, um, you know, raised, raised in my grandmother's house, um, you know, my grandparents, it was kind of like mandatory to be involved in church so i got to a point to where i was old enough to kind of make those different decisions to say well hey my grandmother and granddad are not around so i'm just going to kind of uh get myself involved into some things that they told me that i should not get involved in so with um the logistics of the people that were that we were around it was kind of easier for us to engage in things that were not Christ-like or that were positive. Um, but it was when my grandmother died that I realized that there's something for me that I can't explain. It's bigger than uh, everything that I was doing at the time. It was bigger than just living the life 
um, that was unpleasing to God. And I was like, now is the time for me to walk into what God has for me and be um, a positive uh, figure in the community. I want to, I kind of want to keep it right there for a moment because I want to unpack. You talked about your grandmother passing, which I guess was kind of like this aha moment, right? I know for myself, you know, I had a similar background. My parents went to church. Um, so that means every time the church lights were on, we were there. I don't care if it was just vacuuming, if it was picking up garbage, we were there. And probably now I appreciate it just a little bit because in my yeah. community, I, I never lived in Empru, but I was in the Kokomo side. You know, there was a <laughs> oh, lot of you go. influences that weren't pulling yeah. us to God. Yeah. Let me say that. And uh, yeah. so you talked about your grandmother passing and for yourself, something came on or the lights came on and you were like, OK, this is what it started. Look like. Yeah. Was there ever yeah. a moment? Where even as you were going through that process of realizing what God's will for your life looked like, did you ever sometimes stray back and forth or were you one that made up your mind and like you, you went after it full hearted? Man, I did. That's all I, all I did was run, was run. Um, I was 17 and, and I, and it was, it was so vivid. It was like right after my grandmother's funeral. I went and I laid in her bed and I began to sleep and I would, I would dream and I woke up crying. I go back to sleep and I, and I wake back up again crying. And my auntie finally came in the room and was like, what's wrong? And I told her what's wrong. And what I saw in the dream was me standing behind a pulpit preaching. Mm. And I was like, man, I'm 17. I'm like, look, I, I look, God, I look, I, I got a lot of stuff I'm trying to do. You know, I'm like, I'm not finished with high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I, I still got, you know, my friends, my homies, you know, we still trying to do some, some stuff. It may not have been, you know, the, the, the best stuff. Right. I'm like, hey, God, I'm just, uh, hey, God, I'm, uh, I'm trying to live a little bit. You know, no offense to you wanting wanting to use me for your glory, but I'm like right now, I, I'm I'm like um, I'm coming to America. I'm like King uh, King I King. I'm trying to sow my royal oats. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to have a little fun, right? And, and 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 believe it or not, God was patient with me. I did things that I know I shouldn't have done. I done some things that could have gotten me locked up and when nobody knew anything. It was because I realized that and I realized what he showed me. He was like, remember when your grandmother used to make you go pick the, the apples off of the tree and bring them in the house? And you saw that big old wash tub and you saw her with those jars canning those, uh, those apples mm. and putting them on the shelf. That's what I did to you. I preserved you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I knew eventually that I was going to need you for something. And in order for people to be able to relate to you, I allowed you to live. Yeah, it's almost like, man, God allowed you again to see just enough to where you understood what was going on. But he didn't allow that lifestyle to dictate 
your future because you, you come on let's just keep it 100 like we all had the same influences coming up the same yeah. music we were all doing yeah. the same things but it's almost like yeah we understand now when we're talking to youth and kids and we're telling them this is what it is sometimes they don't think we really know where we're coming from but right and yeah <laughs> go ahead go ahead and it's just like when you talk to young people nowadays, they consider us old and like we've never lived through the things that they are experiencing now. I'm like, look, this stuff that y'all doing, we probably started this. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. let me give you some pointers on how to stay out of this because I don't want you to end up the way I did. Exactly. And then we have seen enough of this. I know just in my graduating class. I remember before we got to our senior year, we would have, uh, you know, different people would come to the school. They would talk to us about our careers and where we're going with life. And like you, all of us were making plans. And necessarily, we weren't thinking ministry. We weren't thinking people. We just wanted to live a little. We wanted to see some places. We, you know what I'm saying? We, we were popping collars. And, you know, Cam had the world painted pink. And Juvenile Pink. had us thinking, you know, 99 cash money was taking over. That was the no, one. But it's like. They started giving us sobering facts that some of you guys 10 years from now won't be walking with your class. And I'm like, that's impossible. You look around, you didn't realize the finality of even some of these moments. And then, man, I mean, moments. I kid you not, we started losing people. And it was like yeah. this idea of who we were, how we fit into things, legacy. It's like, man, that can be it's... gone in a moment. So when I see a young man like yourself that's ministering, which we've already established, but also from that, you also have, you're a well-known rapper. You have done a lot of things musically, very <laughs> gifted. When when did all of that come in to the equation? Oh, man. Oh, man. So I'm going to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm going to make this a quick story. Um, Everett, Eclipse, mm -hmm. Ecclesi, mm -hmm. Hendrix. What's Mary your classmate. Yeah, your cousin my brother my cousin he's his grandmama stayed right next to my grandmother so you know we basically just done everything together so one day we were in the mall i was in the mall with my people and i ran into his mom and i was like where where wherever oh he down there rapping i'm like rapping so i go in the room and i'm listening and he and that rap, I'm talking about just going hard like he always has. And when he got done, he was like, bro, I'm glad I saw your face because I was nervous. This and that and blah, blah, blah. And I told him, I said, come by the house when you leave here. He did not know I had a full notebook of just raps that mm -hmm. I wrote. Mm -hmm. And I was writing these raps since I was in the sixth grade. So... Uh, we ran into Keith McGee, mm -hmm, Taz, mm -hmm. um, and um, that's how all of this was birthed. Um, and, you know, I the, honestly, um, back in the end of 2011, I was working on a project. And then I heard the voice of Jesus say, you got work to do. It was funny because I never forget the day I was sitting down in my bedroom writing a song 
and I heard this small still voice say turn to a clean sheet of paper and write and I began to write unconscious of what I was writing and when uh I finished writing uh finished writing and I looked back at what I wrote I said oh no God <laughs> no no we done got too close to me finishing this musical project and now you want to start this again <laughs> so i was like nah it was crazy he kept interrupting your plans exactly i mean i'm talking at this point he basically stopped it because when i tried to go back to finish what i was writing i couldn't you know, and mm. when I went to church that Sunday, my pastor, the Reverend Jenny Porter, she got to her altar prayer and said, there's somebody in here running from what they supposed to be doing. And it's just, I feel like she was burning a hole through my chest because I'm like, I know you're talking to me. <laughs> But, you know, my legs was just not finna move to that altar. So I tried to to get out of the church before I could speak right. to her or anybody else. But, but you knew. So, you knew. I, was like, you I, was I, I knew. I knew. <laughs> so I'm running trying to get to the, the, to the door. And for some reason, all the ushers just wanted to congregate near the door that Sunday. Oh, boy. So she made it her business to tap me on her shoulder. Me and you need to talk. That was it. You know. So the music that the music they just got diverted, like all the way. But you know what, honestly, and this is a prayer I have for a lot of young, especially our young men. I think women, young women, seem to mature quicker. They seem to get things quicker. But something about our young men, it seems like they may not see the writing on the wall the same way you did. And I think for you, God interrupted your plans in a way where it was like you can run, but you can't hide. And no matter how fast you think you're running, he kept bringing you back to your purpose. In all that, what is one thing you know now that if you were talking to your younger self or a young man like you that you wish you knew then? Like, what is that and what would that piece of advice be that you would give him at at that point in your life? Hmm. I would tell my younger self, you should have started at 17. Mm, 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 mm. And the reason being is because I felt like after I've I've been in the ministry, uh, matter of fact, um, March 11th um, will be my 12, 12 years of me preaching that God had for you because of your disobedience. But because of his grace and his mercy, his kindness, he didn't let you forfeit all of your blessings. Mm. But because at a young, tender age of 17, I, I've had, and this is funny because I believe, honestly, I was destined to do what I'm doing now because my grandmother said that when I when she took me to church as a child, I was always attentive, attentive and always witnessing. And she said, You always carried your little Bible and you even walked around preaching the folks. Wow. I was like, 
That's crazy. I just, man, I just, a lot of what you said just tied into the last episode. We did a, a, a piece on finding your purpose. And sometimes our purpose has always been wrapped around us. Like guys like us, we always were able to relate to people, talk to people. We understood the music. We understand the culture. We probably didn't see early on the depths of what God was calling us to. But now we're in light of this. So a lot of times I try to establish a relationship with the heart of a young man as I am, you know, trying to pour my life wisdom and advice into him in a way that's going to circumvent him from maybe making some mistakes I've made or mistakes people that were connected to me made because it's a dark, lonely road Mm -hmm. once you make decisions that you can't don't feel or society would have you to feel like you can't come back from. You know, I there's a lot of to do about you know, even us as young black men, even though we're saved, you know, are we born with certain marks already strikes against us? Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's mm-hmm. important whether or not people believe that. Yes or no, I'm not here to debate that. But the reality is mm-hmm. there is a need for men like myself, yourself and guys you're connected to, to be in a path that's interceding on behalf of the destiny of these young people and hoping that the seeds we're planting will grow tomorrow. As a pastor, how how rewarding has that been for you? Oh man, um, just um, pastoring in general, um, it has its it has its it has its days where you just want to throw everything away, of course, and then and then you get that phone call from somebody and say, "Hey, pastor." Um, what you said today at church really blessed me or how you're, um, you know, uh, the food bank ministry that's blessing, that's blessing my family or blessing the community. Those type of things make pastoring worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When you can actually see yourself in the community oh, yeah. is when, um, you, you begin to start doing the work. Um, outside of four wall ministry oh, yeah. because we get, we get so caught up in four wall ministry. The four walls is just designed for us to come in to get strength to depart to serve. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah. it's awesome that you put it like that because ultimately one message that we keep trying to underline in every podcast is just the significance that God put us here to serve and to make just our community better for those around us with that said brother i want to i just want to open the opportunity for you to i know you kind of touched on this a few minutes ago about you know just some Mm -hmm. advice you would give to your younger self but i want to open this door with you being a, a leader i respect the mantle and calling on your life and i just want you to speak a quick word to you know maybe some of the young people that are listening to this speak something that is always that's from your heart that may be something that you always try to give kids wherever you go um i just want to tell the kids the youth the young black men if you're listening whatever you do do not give up I know that 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 situation that you may be faced with seems to be dismal. It seems to be dark. It seems to be desolate. But I promise you, 
God is with you even in the darkest of days and the darkest of moments. I've lived that ever since I was born. I feel that I was born to to bring light. And it's through my situations that I overcome and overpowered. I lost my mother at three days old. I persevered. Lost my grandparents while I was still in junior high and high school. I persevered. I want to tell all of you who are listening to keep going. No matter how hard it's to get, keep going. Keep God first. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior of your life. Give your life to him because without him, we are nothing. Pastor, I thank you just for the opportunity of getting you on, allowing you to speak into the lives of our listeners. I encourage you guys to find him on Facebook, social media, support his music. For those that want to support your music, how can they do that? Hey, you can go on any um, music platform, Apple Music, um, Spotify, all of those, um, Amazon, and you just type in D Scott, and that is with three T's. So D S C O T T T, and you will find my single that I dropped with uh, Keith Katas McGee. Um, I'm not who I used to be. So um, please run that song up. We got some, I got some more uh, music that I'm working on, which I've let my brother secretly hear. Um, so he'll let you know that it is jamming. Um, we got something that uh, is going to be real big. It's going to be real positive. Um, and it's going to be the Faith Over Fear devotional. It's not going to be an album or a mixtape. We're just, I'm calling it a devotional. Wow. Something that you can listen to daily that you can empower yourself. Well, there you go, guys. You heard it here first. Get out, support D. Scott with three T's. Run it up. I, I, I almost wanted to drop that, that, that single you let me hear, but it doesn't sound like it's time yet. But my brother, when it comes out, I'm going to bump it every time I work out. I'm going to bump it to work. I'm going to bump it when it won't bump no more. <laughs> but anyway, guys, this appreciate is the love, fam. Oh, yeah. This is another edition of the End Zone Club, guys. You have heard it here first. We've had more conversations that are designed to push you from walking in potential to actually fulfilling your purpose. And until next time, be blessed. some international guests so guys link link in the bio tune in with me do what we got to do but let's 